What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Blue Wire. Welcome to The Rebuild, a Cleveland Browns podcast. My name is Peter Moses. I am in Los Angeles, and joining me today from Chicago, Illinois, it's Gates Merriman. How are you, dude? Hey, guys. Hey, I'm good. Uh, once again, every time I say hello, my dog comes up something here. Ralphie. <laughs> Ralphie. Chill out, man. Listen, this is the professionalism you're going to get. We come to you from an actual dog pound. Yes, we do. I almost, if we had recorded this earlier, you were going to hear me um, going to the vet to pick up his medication. So this is slightly more professional than that. You're welcome, people. This is high-grade stuff. Listen, we only, it's, it's. The best for the best. Um, yes. So there was a Super Bowl. It was it was pretty tight. There was a lot of former Browns people in it. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know anyone in your life who is amazing at something except for at the exact moment where they need to be the most amazing, like Kyle Shanahan with fourth quarters in the Super Bowls? Yeah. I, I The whole narrative the entire two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl was just about, like, what a wonderkind he was. He was basically getting the Sean McVay treatment. Like Kyle Shanahan was kind of reinventing football. And now because of an unfortunate 10 point lead blown, he's, he's back to just being like his, his MO is now that he blows fourth quarter leads in the Super Bowl, which, which is tough. It's a tough look. It's clearly also like not true. I will say when you there on Twitter, they showed that uh, like the uh, Kyle Rudolph PI like not called against the saints it was how yeah. it was so much more egregious than the Kittle one. So, yeah. you know, they were like one shitty PI call away from winning that game probably. Um, so it couldn't be less shocking that, um, the PI rule ended up, I mean, it didn't play a huge role, I guess, kind of because the announcers like didn't pay any attention to it. They're like, Oh, nothing there. But, um, like, course what the nfl tried to roll out this year in terms of handling that whole situation just like didn't work out at all the way it was supposed to because that was a bullshit call and that would have i mean that was kind of the game yeah also no more let's just can we just stop can we stop uh instant replay just all instant replay yeah it sucks we would all be happier i'm telling you if we just said okay, guys, there's going to be some calls that are just wrong. Sorry, but, like, the game flow, everything would just be so much better if we weren't litigating every single moment on instant replay. It's it's exhausting. It's really terrible. Um, the Chiefs looks like they're going to be around forever. Um, you know, even when they, they didn't really play a, one good complete game the entire playoff run and yet still scored 30 points in every single game. Yep. It was kind of a weird game, this one, like – I felt like both teams kind of never really got going. Like they never really kind of got into their grooves where they were just like really exchanging blows. I mean, obviously the chiefs staged a great comeback, but it wasn't quite, I don't know. It didn't quite feel like it got to like Super Bowl intensity level, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. We got to give it up for 
some really sad shout-outs. Actually, give it up for Emmanuel Ogba, Super Bowl champion. That's nice. Good for oh, him. that's right. Wow. Yeah, good um, for him. Also, Super Bowl champion Cam Irving. <laughs> yep, keep going. There's more. Oh, man. Uh, what are the other ones? Uh, Mitchell Schwartz. Oh, Super Bowl champion Mitchell Schwartz. <laughs> and uh, Austin Ryder. <laughs> Super, uh, Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champ, Austin Ryder. And you know what? He's not a Brown, but it's still blind. No, he was. I, no, no, I'm not saying. He I'm, was a Brown. No, no, he was a Brown. I'm saying right now, give it up for Super Bowl champ, Chad Henney. Oh, wow. Really? Chad Henney is on the what? Chad Henney, Super Bowl champion. Um, is he a backup quarterback? Well, I mean, still? I guess he's technically a backup quarterback. Just like I'm, I don't I know. I cannot believe Chad Henney is still in the league. Wow. Wow. I'm taking him in fantasy next year. So that was the Super Bowl. It was good. It was fun. It was nice to see new teams, I guess. Oh, man. That was by far the best part of the Super Bowl is that the Patriots weren't in it. Partly because we're tired of the Patriots, but more so. I'm just like spending recent Super Bowls just in dread that the Patriots were going to win it and that I was going to have to hear from all my Boston friends. I'm just like, Ugh. I feel com- no more. I feel confident that um, Tom Brady's not going to win another Super Bowl. I think we could do that. And when has our confidence in football ever betrayed us? Only every single time. <laughs> all the time. All right, guys, before we get back to more Browns talk, we're going to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Bet Online. Miss your chance to bet on the Chiefs' victory? Fear not, listener. Blue Wire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League opening day right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Plus, it's never too early to lay down a future Super Bowl bet 2021 on your brownies. Am I right, kids? Yeah, do it. All the money you have. Now. <laughs> Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE, that's all one word, BLUEWIRE, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I signed up. It's super easy. And if you're already making wait, and if you're already making wagers, it's a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that's promo code one word blue wire, all caps, to sign up at betonline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, back to the show. Well, before we go any further. I have to do a little housekeeping for us. As I promise on this podcast, anytime you write a five-star review, I will read anything you say. And we've got some that I have not mentioned on the pod. So I want to get those out of the way before we get into the brownie browns of it all. Um, This one is first by Savannah J. Cart. Uh, Funny and cathartic. They get it. This podcast should be prescribed to all Browns fans. Thank you so much, Savannah. We appreciate it. We appreciate the love. Let's be honest. We're we're very that's, vain. That's honestly what we're going for. We're trying to uh, we're trying to get it, folks. Yeah, we really I think are. we do get it. Yeah, we're great. We, we're fucking Thanks, great. Savannah. All right, this is from JLG fifteen twenty. Really entertaining. Peter and Gates really know their stuff. I look forward to hearing their take on all things Browns. A little generic, but you know what? If it was a wow, Russian bot, I will still one. say thank it's you, Russian weird. bot. Yeah, I'll take it. And if it was uh, someone who didn't have my my wife's initials, then I would, uh, <laughs> I, would 
<laughs> I would still say thank you. Listen, we're all for rigging the system, so we cannot confirm yeah, or we'll, deny we'll if your people. wife wrote that. But hey, she doesn't give a. It, it took fl- like. Uh, <laughs> oh, if it, yeah. it took a lot of cajoling to get her to do that. <laughs> oh man she wasn't happy about it i'll make sure that one of my dogs writes the next review that we get um (laughs) all right this seems like someone who's not related to someone on this podcast five stars from c-town jair uh the title is emergency coach 2020 exclamation mark love the show love the episode love your take and agree that everyone should just relax about the hire Everyone just enjoy the ride and be satisfied that the Browns can't embarrass themselves in January. Said that a little too soon. Also, my daughter is waiting for you to read this, so shout out to Maddie. Go Browns, Jeremy from Philly. Yo, Jeremy, shout out to you and shout out to Maddie. Good job. Yeah. Hey, Maddie. Maddie, you're you're doing great. I don't know why your dad decided to punish you by making you listen to any Browns content at all. Hopefully, you live in Philly. You can enjoy the Eagles. They're a stable, healthy organization. So, not that I want to dissuade anyone. Don't listen to him, Maddie. Don't. No, no, no. (laughs) Don't listen to him. Our time's going to come. It's right around the corner. It's always right around the corner. Listen, if you grow up a Browns fan, and I'm resolute that I'm going to raise my daughter a Browns fan, just the the backbone (laughs) that it builds you. The, The idea that we would keep rooting for this team after everything that's gone wrong, like the optimism that that shows, it's it's a, a noble quality to have so maddie stick with the browns it's gonna pay off yeah that and keep and keep supporting tom steyer in the election too that'll go equally as well (laughs) (laughs) guys if you leave us a five-star review i will read anything you say on this podcast um that that last review just kind of touched on it a little bit um we've had a little bit of news uh, the gm will get to but Baker showed up in an Instagram picture looking, let's say, in um, peak off-season shape. I'd say a little doughy yeah. would be the word for it. I think the best, the best caption I saw is, like, <laughs> when the guy who rents you your jet ski gets in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't look great. He was also next to, like, some of the strongest people in the league. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I know what you're supposed to do. It wasn't ready. You're supposed to just like, you know, eat a couple salads in April and then get after it later. Like you're still like 25 year olds. You have the metabolism of a God. Like he's fine. He's fine. He's totally fine. Hey, we complained that Johnny was too wiry. So well, that Baker's just, trying it just to turned out that was actually just cocaine. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that, was, that was a much. Sorry, Maddie. Yeah. Oh, Maddie. Don't, don't. <laughs> Don't listen to this. <laughs> Maddie, just ask your dad for any of the references. He'll be happy to explain them to you. Um, and Jeremy, yeah. uh, we're not sorry. sorry. You, sorry, you, Jeremy. Yeah, no, you you put your daughter in a review. That, listen, you guys are going to be a part of the podcast now. Um, yeah. The worst part about it was... <laughs> anyway. Our fans... I think our fans are broken. I think everyone related to the Browns, obviously including us, first and foremost, yeah, are broken. Like... The fact that people are getting on Twitter saying we need to trade Baker Mayfield is just yeah. That might be. I know we say often on this podcast hashtag there is no bottom, but that feels like it might be fan bottom. Well, I think here's what's happened. It's been okay, so really like thirty years of misery, but definitely twenty years of just abject misery, and like we've gone through every iteration. <sighs> of hope and hopeful saviors and disappointments and just colossal embarrassments. I think we just don't know which way is up anymore. Like a normal functioning franchise 
sees kind of a weird picture of their franchise quarterback and like it doesn't make news but we're just we're out of our goddamn minds at this point we just we don't know what to do with any pieces of information we overreact to pretty much everything um and we react kind of the wrong way to pretty much everything like if we go back things that you and i have said on podcasts things that people have written like we're always wrong so we should probably just like take a breath and see how it plays out because you could look at last off season and the things we were saying about baker um and and that didn't go so well when we were exceedingly positive. So maybe the exceeding negativity is also a wrong thing. We we just need to just dial it back a little bit. We really need like if you follow the Browns, it should be required for you to join a Buddhist temple somewhere. You really should be able yeah. to You know what we actually need? more than buddhism it's too bad we didn't get like an xfl team because we could really use a good distraction in cleveland ohio from the woe of browns football i'm surprised the xfl decide like the fact of where they put those teams is so bizarre to me yeah i don't i don't get why the xfl would work when like a league just folded last year and it had like reasonable popularity I don't know. I don't know how any of this. All right. Works. So the, the teams are St. Louis, New York, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Seattle, okay. Houston, Los Angeles, D.C. Wait, two Los Angeles teams? Uh, really? No way. Because they love their football so much? <laughs> 40 people will go to a Chargers game every week? Yeah, and the 40 people are all uh, either family friends of the referee or for the other team. <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's only eight rosters um, oh google's showing me uh uh yeah so it's tampa bay seattle st louis new york los angeles houston dc dallas like most of those tampa bay's a, a weird outlier there i mean i don't really get like all of them two, are two already market. football markets except for st louis which is really just kansas oh, city yeah. market right. like okay <laughs> okay St. Louis and Kansas as well? Yep, St. Louis, Kansas. That's right. That's right. Political joke, guys. Deal with it. <laughs> Write about it in your reviews. Oh, All right. Gates, the restraint <laughs> it takes for me not to crush you politically every time we do this podcast is on a Herculean effort. Okay. <laughs> well, now I've set the record straight because you make me sound like I voted for Donald Trump. People, I did not vote for Donald nope. Trump. Nope. Nope. No, Gates did, did not, not vote, vote for Donald, for Donald Trump. Trump. So that's the last thing we'll say about that. <laughs> My conscience is clean, folks. Anyway, let's move. Let's move forward. Let's move. Are we off of what were we talking about here? Oh yeah, just the the. Um, Everybody relax. Not del- delusions. Delusions. The wrong word. Just like we're just like, just like schizophrenic about it. We're just all over the map. We need to just chill. Kyle Stefanski made Kirk Cousins look like rich fucking Gannon. Kyle Stefanski uh, went to our high school. I think you're thinking of Kevin Stefanski, <laughs> the head coach of the Browns. Oh, my God. Do you know how many times I am going to call our coach Kyle Stefanski this year? Kyle Stefanski's uh, parents, like, own a bank. So, you know, and just another success story in the Stefanski line. Listen. You can't go wrong with the Stefanski. The rebuild brought to you by Fifth Third. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, Kevin Stefanski, listen, he's here for Baker. Also, again, 
our team had probably the worst coach. It, was Freddie Kitchen, did he do the worst coaching job ever in, like, the last 10 years? of Like, I'm trying to think of a coach, not just in Cleveland, who had his team so unbelievably underprepared. I, nothing, I, nothing made me want to, like, throw myself into a river like – the first 10 minutes, like the first quarter of our Monday night football game against the 49ers. Oh my God. That was, that was brutal. And granted they ended up being like a very, very good team, but it was, it was the same story every single week to different degrees. Just like, yeah, we, we had no, I don't think we like had game plans. Everything that's come out has kind of indicated that we just like didn't have any sort of plan. Or if we did have a plan, it was thrown out immediately. He just, he didn't, he wasn't up for the job. There's like, there's no other way to 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 put that. He just didn't have it. And by all accounts, Kevin Stefanski is, if nothing else, meticulously organized. Like he'll he'll be able to have a plan. Hopefully, it's the right one. I mean, I feel and like it seems just like it will be not not he, like for set for 16 weeks. They could not get to the line fast. Like, just yeah. call a play, and then no matter what happens know the next play you're going to call and get to the line or just be in the no huddle. God, it was, I can't believe. Maybe he was so confident in his play calling that he thought every play would result in a touchdown. So he was constantly in a state of shock that he had to call another play. <laughs> and just like, it was like, Oh shit. Like where do I put my, where do I put my play sheet? <laughs> Freddie poor Freddie. Fred. We had such high hopes for him. Freddie. Oh, he was man. high on the uh, very high on the he gets us barometer, and uh, it turns out that didn't matter at all. <laughs> he, you know uh, what I want was... from my head coach is like not to relate to any one of the fans. I want him to be and, a total yeah, yeah that, that... like savant weirdo, just completely unrelatable to anyone who's going to show up to the Muni lot. If you have any inkling that you might see this coach in the Muni lot, he's not a coach for me. Is, is not the guy. He's not our guy. And, and you know, people, again, to get back to kind of the fan reaction, like people are kind of equating Stefanski and Freddie because they're both um, recently promoted to coordinator and now getting head coaching jobs. But, like, the problem with Freddie wasn't that he didn't have, like, the qualifications from a, a pedigree standpoint. Like, he'd been in the NFL for a long time. It wasn't in, unfeasible that he could make that jump. The problem with him was that no one – interviewing him if it was a thorough interview would have possibly come away from that being like this guy is is ready because like i, I don't imagine that he could do anything in in a good interview where he had to like show his thinking to show you that he was it was prepared for it he very clearly wasn't so i don't know what happened in those and and that's why john dorsey's gone that is a fireable offense and uh deservedly so and now we have a bunch of nerds dude Andrew Barry, officially the GM. We have a Ivy League trifecta, Harvard, Penn, and Dartmouth. Um, and, I, you know, the, the buzzword is obviously analytics. And if you're around Brown's Twitter or listening to Cleveland Radio, you know how that really grinds people's gears. Um, but uh, they, they use the word analytics as though there's, like, a literal machine in a back room that you go, like, type a question into. Like, it's fucking Ask Jeeves. It really feels, and it's, it really feels like it's anti, um, I don't know, intellectual. It feels like when you know 
someone in again getting on politics starts rambling on about globalism and it's like can you just say jew i know you mean jew like (laughs) like like, that's like i feel like the analyst someone's been reading my blog i'm just (laughs) kidding i'm joking i'm so sorry Listen, uh, I listen. We 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 once gave you in high school a pretend bar mitzvah, so I know that I know which side you. Uh, yeah, which side I'm you cool. I'm cool with the heaps. Yeah, dude. Folks, member of the honorary member of the tribe, Gaze Merriman. Uh, That's right. You know, it's it's just like, uh, it's just smart people. Let's ha- let's try some smart people. You know who hasn't been working? The everyone else. Yeah, or the the like football guys. Who could be more of a football guy than like Freddie Kitchen? Like, like pulled up by his bootstraps, played at Alabama, like cut his teeth, like played working for all these great coaches. He's a football guy. It didn't fucking work. And John Dorsey, who's also a football guy, who granted is an incredibly good scout and brought in Patrick Mahomes to Kansas City and et cetera, but also like a few people who are pretty violent. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Another football guy. So, yeah, we, we have smart guys in the room. Um, I have a, a point that I want to make about this whole Ivy League situation. So, buckle your seatbelts. Okay. Folks. And then, <laughs> no, you, you can unbuckle them. It's not that exciting. But um, Get off your couch. So go to Peter, your car. Peter. Buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> open the garage door so you don't pass out. <laughs> um. So, Peter, you and I, one of our, our best friends um, from childhood, a guy named Paul Rice. Paul, uh, great dude, also uh, just phenomenal football player, was like widely regarded as the best person to ever come through our high, the best football player to ever come through our high school. So he went to Yale. Um, he ended up actually being captain of the Yale football team, four-year starter, captain his senior year, smart guy, um, but, like, the notion that all these Yale guys are, or all these Ivy League football players are, like, skipping practice to go to math class. Like, I visited Yale a lot um, and spent a lot of time with, with Paul and his friends. And they're all, like, intelligent guys, but they're, like, very much football players. Like, kind of first and foremost. These guys are all people who were probably the best player to come through their high school in years these are guys that like pretty much focused not exclusively on football because like balancing that workload um at Yale is pretty impressive but like I just really want to dispel the notion that anyone who plays Ivy League football like gets up from their computer every now and then to like go run a, a slant route it's like these guys are doing almost nothing but playing football it's fucking college football so they're football guys. Yeah, they're, relax, everybody. They're not like a bunch of Mark Zuckerbergs. It's like, they're yeah. I think that's what I think that's kind of what like the slant is that. Um, yeah, and you're right. It is like an anti-intellectual, but that's sort of the slant that Cleveland media takes. That these guys are all like just like have their pocket protectors and are like afraid of being hit or something like that. And these guys are they're fucking athletes. Like, trust me, they're 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 legit. Yeah, folks. <laughs> Rice is a Paul Rice is a fan fantastic athlete and um i would say definitely not an ivy league nerd so you could take that either way um we should have him on the pod we should have him on the pod to really dispel once and for all that not all ivy league people are smart um (laughs) (laughs) wait a second no 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 rice is a super smart guy defensive coordinator at fordham right now um 
And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a football dude. I think, You'll know the name. Yeah, soon. he's a football guy through and through. And I think that, you know, also there was so much backlash against Paul D. Podesta. Paul D. Podesta is not Jimmy Haslam. Now, is Paul is Jimmy Haslam probably going to fire everyone in 18 months? Absolutely. Yes. But until mm-hmm. that happens, like, can't we just be happy that a smart person is really in charge and as – all, yeah. We're all hiring like the GM, of... the coach, and the president at the same time for the first time at like in a, a decade. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I mean, it's. Listen, this is a little pathetic that we're kind of drinking the Kool Aid, but like, it's it's hard to see it as a, a negative thing. I think the question is like, I I don't blame anyone for not giving the benefit of the doubt, but I also don't think that it warrants just being like just reflexively negative about it. Yeah, I mean, if history were to be a judge, you absolutely should be. But like, what's the point? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah. Then just like, then just stop paying attention if you're gonna be miserable about it. Yeah, but uh, listen, obviously you haven't because you're listening to this podcast, Gates. I do have yeah. a, I, I do have a, a Browns front office story for you. I was down in Miami uh, for the week leading up to the Super Bowl, and um, great. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to hear about that. But um, go. So I, I guess we're hearing. Yeah, we're hearing about it right now. Uh, story beginning. Okay. So I was in South Beach a decent amount, which is a, just a, an insane place. Really, it is a. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Las Vegas, but with like salsa music and no like, uh, and no slot machines. It's just a party, all the time, and everyone's just walking around. Especially that weekend, you're seeing everyone from sports television and ESPN and NFL Network. And so I was out at a, uh, <laughs> I was out at a restaurant, um, uh, taking a meeting, having an adult beverage, and who uh, walks into the restaurant uh, hotel bar other than D and Jimmy Haslam? No. And it turned out that the Cleveland Browns organization was having their Super Bowl hangout front office party at this bar restaurant that I was at. Now, no. in uh, typical... Did, did they recognize you from the pod? <laughs> well, I was wearing my rebuild hat and shirt that said, I'm with Gates Merriman. So, you know, I listen, uh, they, the, the, the party went on for a little while. And I was going to say something, but then in typical fashion, uh, Dee and Jimmy left early because they decided to fire the restaurant and go in another direction. Um, <laughs> but listen, was it... Uh, did it take every fiber How of many my... entrees did they each order? They... <laughs> Like, give me one of everything on the menu and, and bring a trash bag so I can dump them out as I try well, That's to. what they want. They want to pay for it and then uh, move on to the next. Um, it was right. I, I, I saw a Podesta. Looks like a nice, normal guy. I Listen, I, you know, I, I'm on a podcast. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm an insane fan. I was going to keep my distance. Um, but it was good to see them all down there in good spirits. And, uh, you know. Was Stefanski there? Did not see Stefanski. Oh, damn. You think I wouldn't? You think I'd miss that hot dude walking anywhere? Are you crazy? Oh, my God, is he sharp looking. Man. And you know what? Andrew Barry, not a bad looking guy. Yeah. Fits right into Browns. the mold. I, you know, if Stefanski's a 10, I'd say D Podesta's a 5. I'm saying Barry's a 7.5. Yeah, he's splitting the difference. Yeah. Yeah, we got, we got the whole upper range covered. I mean,. Why not? Browns 2020. Too too hot to fail. <laughs> I listen, I 
Did someone tell me off the record, whose name I won't mention, that people are curious if Andrew Barry can actually, you know, um, do the job? Do the job? Yes, of course. But or okay. like, you know, uh, scout talent? Sure. But at this point, we just needed a GM. You know, that was that was that was embarrassing enough that it took so long. But yeah, whether you like the Barry hire or not, like, I don't think we had a, a plan B there or a plan C. I don't know what was going to happen if he was like, no, thanks. I'm going to stay in Philadelphia and like be groomed for another couple of years. Who are we going to go with? The the Vikings guy said no. And then we interviewed like one other guy from new England who had, no one had ever heard of. That was going to be an issue. Listen, we just, 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 and can we just not. keep everyone the same. Can we keep the president, the GM and the coach the same for two years? Is that too much to ask? Is it too much to ask? I think it would be cool if, if if Jimmy Haslam was like, I mean, there's no reason for him to do this, but like if he came out and was just like, listen, like I have signed a legal document that I cannot fire these gentlemen for the next three years, like until 2024, 2023, math, um, like I cannot make any changes to Andrew Barry or Kevin Stefanski. I would love to see that. Just come out, a little self-awareness, but um, he's not going to do that because he doesn't have to do that. Nope, he is the owner. He gets to do whatever he wants. So uh, we'll, you know, jump back on here for another coaching search at this time next year, which will be super, super, super fun. Um, Super fun. Well, oh, you know who I did meet? I did run into Joe Thomas. No. Yeah. That's amazing. It was really yes. It was at a Super Bowl party. And I would never stop anyone. I was I saw a ton of people this week, and I was like, I'm really not gonna. And I was walking by, and I was like, I got us. I just gotta say thank you to Joe Thomas. And uh, you know what? Yeah, he was cool as hell. I was like, Joe, big Browns fan. I'm not gonna take up your time. Thank you so much for the everything you did for the team. And I think he probably has like people go up to him and talk his ear off all the time because he gave me this line that yeah. I was like. Very much like a Bill Murray. You know the story about Bill Murray when someone sees him and he goes up to them and he's like, no one will ever believe you. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. So Joe, he was like, he, he like turned around and said, he was like, oh, man, it's so good seeing you here. I never thought I would have seen you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know that this is like your go-to, but I'm impressed by it and also still flattered yeah. by you saying it. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would feel amazing it was, uh, to have Joe Thomas say that to you. It was really fantastic. And I'll tell you what, though. I saw him and Chris Long, too, who you, you see on TV. Boy, those guys deflate mm-hmm. like balloons when they get out of the league. Well, Joe Thomas is like is like the poster child for how you should take care of yourself after um, retiring as a lineman. It's, it's pretty amazing what he's – because you can – some of these guys go the opposite way where it's just like nothing but extra weight, and, and I don't – I don't think they do very well in like another twenty years. Also, so go Joe Thomas. He really pulls off the white dude with the shaved head look better than most people, because that can go wrong. Well, you would real fast. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's true. You can look a certain a certain type of way with that. No, he can do it. I mean, he's he's like a a tall, handsome, jovial looking fellow, and he's got yeah, he's 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 just the best. He's easily my favorite Cleveland athlete of our lifetime. Yep. Yep, definitely not LeBron James who actually gave you a title. That makes sense. Uh, My uh, well, there that's that's a conflicted relationship. Joe Thomas was like just down the middle, loyal and and did everything that he possibly listen, could. Listen, I would player. say LeBron and Joe Thomas are definitely one A one B, 
And it says how much we love the Browns because he was a part of two winning seasons. Uh, you're uh, cut that in half, and you got it. One one winning season, two thousand seven. I you listen. I, uh, yeah, those are last winning seasons. I don't know what he's gonna say, but he's gonna give a fucking His Hall of Fame sweet speech. Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think it's only like a couple more years till he can go in. It's uh. It's going to be a good one. Um, all right, Gates, anything, uh, I don't know, the combine, the draft, we'll get, I guess we'll, we should start, we got to figure out, we got to start recording more a, regularly. This is such a frustrating, yeah, we will, we'll, we'll, we'll do our, our, our best. It's hard, you know, we're different time zones, our schedules, neither of us have regular work schedules kind of at all, so it's, um, it's tough, folks, it's tough. Listen, we're doing our, um, we're, but, we're doing our GD best, all right? Yeah, but we could probably do a little bit GD better. So we'll try to. Um, we could do some recaps of the season yeah, th- or some recaps of the positions. Maybe we go over the roster. Why don't we do that? Oh, yeah. That's what people want is our, our football insight. Yeah. Our X's and our O's. Our X's, our O's, yeah, our Jim's, could... our Joe's, our knees, our toes. Yeah. We'll do it all. I do find this part of the season gets so frustrating because you're just like, everything's like comes in these kind of slow waves and you just start getting to the point where you can't wait for the next season to start. You start talking yourself into the next season, which by the way, I already am here. We are deep into. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, listen to us, but like I, it's not unreasonable to say that with some even mediocre coaching, this team would have gone eight and eight. That's two more wins. I think, oh. I think it's okay to say that we would have won two more games with okay coaching and oh. with good coaching, who knows? So I'll do you one better. I'll say we should have I mean, gone nine and seven with, I I think Pat Shermer would have gotten nine and seven. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. No, I mean <laughs> exactly. So that's where the in in years past we have just been kind of recklessly optimistic for no good reason. But this is we've never really come from this angle where we've had like a disappointing season that we're hoping to turn around. At least we had a disappointing season. That's that's we should. Be happy about that, Browns fans. Yeah, that's uh, that's you really twisted yourself into a pretzel on that one, bro. Uh, nope, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Just go back and listen. <laughs> All right, Gates. Uh, where can people find your work in Chicago? Oh, um, the hospital. I'm I'm currently on um the, my neurosurgical rotation. So, um, I don't know if you start. Uh, if you have a stroke, uh, hemorrhagic <laughs> stroke, uh, come on in. I'll, I'll put you to sleep. They'll they'll just take a little chunk out of your skull, and, and we'll off we'll go. Okay, I'm sorry. Wow, that's that's the reality of it, folks. That's an amazing uh, amazing reality indeed. Um, listen, if you're in LA, what about you, same. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, same. Yeah, go to the hospital. Look what for should me. people do if they have a stroke in LA? Uh, come find me. I'm in Los Feliz. Yeah. Uh, I can get you to a hospital. I'm right by Kaiser. Uh, listen, if you're live, if you're listening to this in Los Angeles, um, and you like the basketballs, come to Pod Star Weekend. Oh, yeah. It's a live event with some Blue Wire podcasts and some amazing comedy podcasts like uh, NBA Desktop, um, Round Ball Rock, uh, Flagrant Ones, Dunktown, all of your favorites. Some music by Joey Dosick from Wolfpack. It's gonna be a good time. Podstarweekend.com for tickets. Thursday, February 13th. That's podstarweekend.com. It's going to be a good show. That's fantastic. But, you know, 
folks, Peter's too modest to mention it, but he's something of a uh, an up and comer in the, and maybe even up and and come, up and came, up and came. <laughs> he just up and came in the uh, <laughs> the NBA podcasting space. Yeah. Airbuds podcast. Uh, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a good time. It's a it's a real thing. Listen, we get weird. Uh, we definitely get weird. I'll say that. Um, all right, yeah. Gates. Well, you know, here we are. This is the season. Who knows? The season for believing. So, who, yep. who knows this what? Is our, the, the best time of the year. You know, for us. we'll uh, hopefully have. We don't even talk about Kareem Hunt. We'll get into him next time. Let's, uh... Oh, right. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll, into real it. Real quick. Knee jerk take. Does he, does he play for the Browns next year? Nope. I say yes. All right. Yeah. There it is. That's the hot take you get. Um, all right, dude. Go Browns. Yeah, go Browns. All right.